0: Chris, can you feel it? Can you feel it in your jellies? I don't have any jellies. (laughs) It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's Superhero Slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's Superhero Slate, oh
1: yeah. Hello everyone and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV,
0: movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer.
1: And welcome to the Detective Pikachu review this year. I didn't have that's- a clever opening for this at all because... <laughs> that's like, right, we're, we're getting to the point. Yeah, that's right. Well, we you know, I was going to say this... Is, I was thinking earlier when I was making this, I'm like, dang, we have done a, a lot of review episodes so far this year, and we have a lot more coming up. So uh, I would guess yeah, you'd it- say we got to catch them all.
0: it's really funny when you think about it because my entire life growing up, it was always the summer. The summer is when the movies come out and the summer is the middle, it's the meat of the year. And uh, coincidentally, all the children have the summer off uh, from from school. So it just worked out really well. Uh, But now I feel like summer is when the movies just kind of trickle, you know, throughout the year. Like uh, at the end of the year, usually there's like a superhero movie. We might get like a Harry Potter movie, a James Bond movie, uh, a Star Wars movie at the end of the year. The beginning of the year is this fight for these really creative, like, rated R movies or superhero movies trying to get in before the summer. And then I feel like the summer almost been abandoned. I don't, I don't know about you. I think some people who have a uh, like, these official brackets for, like, summer movies, like the big movies for the summer. Like, Detective Detective Pikachu is the first one because you could argue Endgame is summer, but that was a little easier to do last year because Infinity War was slated for May but then got pushed back. So, oh, it was just an adjustment. But Endgame was always coming out in April. And, I mean, like, come on, like, April is not the summer. As much as you want to think April's not summer, you know?
1: Well, I mean, I, we haven't had a Mike lamenting about what summer is and what summer isn't <laughs> in a while here, so I'm glad we're back to that. But I, I disagree. I think looking forward for May, there is one to two movies a week for the rest of this month. Um, and, you know, we, we, we talk about those in our regular so but we have John Wick, Detective Pikachu. We have uh, Aladdin, I think is a Brightburn this month as well.
0: Uh, Possibly.
1: May so. is May is full. one of the fuller months I've been for in a while. And Chris,
0: maybe I'm just a fool. Maybe I'm just a maybe fool.
1: Maybe you just need to look at a calendar, I think. <laughs> chart. We need to get stickers for each one of these movies, and Nick, finally we were there. But um, but we're kicking off May with our first movie here as Detective Pikachu, and and honestly, I thought you were going to throw it back to when we were kids playing Pokemon <laughs> and, and watching Pikachu and, and and other Pokemon stuff, and now we're doing there, it as
0: adults. But there was one thing I wanted to bring up before we did start talking about the movie. Uh, you know, box office wise, apparently it's doing, it's doing good. It's not. It's obviously not blowing anything else out of the water. Apparently, it's tracking pretty well. <laughs> They hope that it has some legs and it can kind of make up its budget over over the summer. You know, everything is going kind of according to plan. I guess no one was really shocked. Uh, but I did see a headline going around that it's breaking records for the, the best, the top grossing uh, video game movie. And I, I had a little bone to pick with that just because I feel like Pokemon in general as an IP has gone so far beyond the video games that in my heart of hearts, I don't think I i call this a video game movie because to me the challenge from turning a video game into a movie is all about how do you kind of transfer that experience of gameplay to watching a movie but i mean pokemon has been like a manga it's been an anime it's had animated uh movies so it's been so far out of just the gameplay experience that i guess technically if you want to call it a video game movie go ahead but for me it's just like more of an ip based movie in my head
1: but this is literally based on a video game called Detective Pikachu.
0: Well, I get that, but I, I don't want to get into spoilers uh, yet, but this movie is kind oh. of loosely connected to one of the animated movies so uh, it, yeah it's weird I think there's an argument there but I would say this had a lot easier chance of being successful than just a random video game that you pull off the shelf just because there's so much to mine from outside of just physically what you're pressing buttons and seeing a story on so that's kind of where I'm coming at the angle from but good for them they got the headline and that's always good for uh, that's always good for a studio yeah
1: know? I mean again I, I still on the other side the fence pokemon was a video game first and just it's it happened to be such a cultural phenomenon that it can evolve into mangas and animes and, and comic books and toys and card games i mean hell i'm looking at my cards right here th- th- that came with the movie did you get your cards when you went to the movie mike
0: no i went on like saturday at like 11 a.m and i got no cards <laughs>
1: oh you should have asked them because they were giving out packs of them just just oh, dumping them everywhere uh, but I also remember watching um, detect- uh, Pokemon, the the uh, first movie or whatever, what it was, when it, the first movie when it came out in, in theaters. Did you get a chance to go watch that? I, saw that?
0: I saw that movie in theaters, too. Yep. And then I'm sure, like, right after the movie was over, we went to Burger King, because I think it was Burger King that had the Pokemon, the first movie, toys. I got that big, heavy, like, gold Mew card. And then yep. I got one of those uh, plastic Pokeballs that had... Um, did it? I, I did. The Pokeball have the card in it, yeah. or was there something else in there?
1: Yep. Uh, no, it was. The, it was a shiny Pokeball. You opened up, and the card sitting inside of it, the the yeah. gold play card, uh, which wasn't. I don't even know if it was like a real playing card. It's just like a collector's kind of card. Um, and then, uh, did you get the Mew playing card when you went and watched
0: the movie? Oh, man. I don't remember if Aunt I did man. that. I mean, I, I feel like growing up in like a, a smallish town. I, obviously, it's hard for me to say small town because I know you grew up basically in the middle of nowhere. Uh, <laughs> but my town was relatively small. And my movie theaters never did any sort of like cross promotion. And I never got anything free when I went to a movie when I was a kid.
1: Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. There's a lot. There's a lot to Pokemon and, and you know, Detective Pikachu. I think. You know, watching this, it had the name recognition with Ryan Reynolds as well as Pokemon mm-hmm. tying together. And, uh, you know, I think there's a lot of reasons why it's doing, you know, okay in, in the wake of Endgame, which is still number one this weekend. Uh, and Detective Pikachu, I think, was number two uh, domestically. So, but overall, Mike, I mean, you know, spoiler free uh, watching this movie, I think this is a very, uh, I'm going to get into it. If that's okay with you yeah go so, ahead because I think it's a it, it is a good movie but I don't need to go see it again um, it's a lot of stuff like you'd kind of predict along the way for because it's Pokemon like it's not like it's not I guess breaking new ground in anything new and if they made this animated and just drew over literally every scene, I would also not be surprised as well like a shot for shot animated version of this movie could exist very easily. Uh, but I so it, it's good I don't need to watch it again it's kind of you know predictable but still kind of fun because I really enjoyed minus like three scenes with bad CGI I really enjoyed the Pokemon designs Uh felt like a real world with Pokemon living in it rather than just kind of oh my god there's a wild Pokemon every once in a while so uh I definitely uh, I had a good time but I don't need to see it again Mike what about you
0: I was uh, pleasantly surprised when I went and saw this movie. I went in with relatively low expectations just because you never know what you're going to get. This is kind of the first of its kind when it comes to a live-action Pokemon movie. But I I, I just had a a really fun time. I mean, uh, Ryan Reynolds voicing Pikachu was just an absolute delight. I feel like he is at his best when he's almost voicing a character because that is almost entirely what he's doing in the Deadpool movies because he has a mask on. It gives him a chance to go back and redo lines find the best quip for that scene so I kind of felt like i was almost getting a different version of deadpool but inside of a pikachu which was kind of fun inside my head when i was watching the movie uh, i thought the film did some really kind of creative uh, uh storytelling but i i would agree it does get a little predictable uh this movie does kind of lean more um maybe towards a a child audience which makes total sense for the for the brand that you're talking about here so i think if you're going to go see this movie maybe put your head in the mindset of like a Pixar movie kind of and Then maybe you'll feel a little bit more at home I went to the to like an 11 a.m. screening on a Saturday so I was Already prepared for there to be kids And um, don't worry Because if you don't know all of your 809 Pokemon at this Point in time uh, you Don't have to be too concerned because there's going to Be a child in your screening that will shout The name of every Pokemon The second they pop up on screen I was like right next to a kid in the theater Every time Charmander Oh, that Squirtle, Pikachu, Snorlax, Snorlax. And I was just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I guess there's no way around this. This is pretty much a kid's movie. <laughs> you bring up a good point. I'm used
1: to the Pokemon saying their names as
0: their uh-huh. sounds,
1: and they definitely broke from that tradition in several regards here.
0: Yeah, a little bit. But I, I think I've seen a handful of the anime, because I watched it when I was uh, growing up as a kid. And I do remember every once in a while there was a Pokemon that would just kind of growl or snarl not necessarily say its name so that wasn't too uh, much of a throw but we got Psyduck Psyduck was uh great he was uh he was hilarious we'll talk a little bit more about him in spoilers but uh, <laughs> I was really enjoying him but I I had a, a pleasant time I thought that this is a a really good starting point because this was going to be a really difficult task for the very first live action Pokemon movie because you got so many questions you have to figure out you have so many things you have to answer here like how do you describe this very strange world that really doesn't make sense uh, when you're trying to tell like a, a serious story, like in a video game, it makes total sense. Yeah, a little kid can leave home and just abandon school and everything to be a Pokemon trainer. Like that doesn't really make sense when you're trying to tell a live action story, but they found a way to kind of get around it and make it work. Uh, they kind of took it from a different angle away from Pokemon trainer. They kind of focused more on just people having Pokemon partners in general um uh and figuring out how these pokemon look i mean we yeah. know now it's even more important i was kind of bummed we didn't get the i did i wasn't on last week's news episode i didn't get a chance to talk about sonic but it just goes to show you it is extremely important to nail your transition from video game or animation to live action cuz if you get it wrong yeah I mean they would have gotten it wrong like 50 times over cuz I believe the director of the movie said there's like maybe 50 unique pokemon in this movie yeah, I was I was trying to keep count I think there's a little more more than 50 but less than
1: 60 I think unique designs because they reuse yeah. all, you can see a lot of them are reused over and over again
0: yeah so like imagine if they just got it wrong in general you just would have been seeing screwed up Pokemon through the whole movie so I actually think that this is just the tip of the iceberg mm-hmm. like I'm I'm taking I'm taking a big shot in the dark here and I'm gonna say this is gonna be one of the next big biggest franchises out there. That's going to contend with comic book movies, which is big. I think Pokemon is going to be gigantic at the movie theaters. And I think you just kind of have to, uh, you just kind of have to squint a little, just try to look far off into the horizon because when we all saw the incredible Hulk and when we all saw iron man, I think we didn't really knew we didn't really know exactly what was going to end up happening there I mean Iron Man was a good movie Incredible Hulk came out we're on a little bit more shaky waters but I was surprised when I got out of the theater and I saw the Rotten Tomatoes score was actually kind of low it's still considered fresh but it was kind of in the 60s when I when I left uh, my screening so I was like wow I, th- I actually thought this movie was like a solid like B B minus uh, but it did get an A minus cinema score right. which is where they pull the audience when they leave their screening to ask kind of what they felt so it seems like maybe opinion is kind of all over the place but i i am definitely expecting kind of sequels maybe not direct sequels and we'll talk about that in uh in spoilers but i'm i'm down to see more pokemon movies so overall i would i would i would recommend detective pikachu
1: yeah i i I think I, i agree with you this is one of those things where this movie was not made for critics
0: obviously uh, you can tell watch it like this is made for people who either grew up with Pokemon but, or but have not pers- in the but not in the vein of Suicide Squad totally different when people right. said oh this movie's for the fan like no 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 different, yeah. different Be-
1: because Pokemon is it, it, either you're going to have people like oh yeah I really enjoy Pokemon growing up and I know what it is or people who are like I don't understand it at all uh, and this is a very interesting thing because again like we talked about uh, Pokemon as the main games are about catching them collecting them all training them battling them and this is based on again, like I said, the game called the Great Detective Pikachu, which is it's almost beat for beat the same as the game. To be completely honest, uh, I've
0: heard the I've heard the endings are pretty different. Um, th-
1: there is, and we can talk about that in spoilers. But like okay. everything else, is literally the same almost throughout the whole thing. Which which is probably one of the easier, I guess. What what we would say when you talk about Pokemon movies coming? This is testing the waters. They are dipping mm-hmm. their toes lightly, like if Detective Pikachu doesn't do well, well, the word not out the main franchise anymore. Like this is a good, get your feet wet, build your models. Do people buy the Pokemon looking realistic? Boom. All right. Well now we have 700 to play with. Let's build them the rest of them and go uh-huh. from there. So we might see something more in line with maybe the anime, manga, or just unique stories that maybe are in the, the main world of capturing and battling and stuff like that. So, uh-huh. um, but yeah, so I think, I think, I think we both give it a good, Recommendation there, I mean, but I mean, I, I I think we need to jump into spoilers because this movie has a lot of secrets yeah. that you don't want to find out before you go in
0: there. So. Yeah, let let us do it. Jump into spoilers. Uh, check your time codes if you uh, if you're jumping right here. Welcome to the spoiler talk of Detective Pikachu.
1: <laughs> that is right. And first and <laughs> foremost, uh, I before I forget, I want to point out Dopinder from Deadpool is in the opening scene of this movie.
0: Teaching, that's where that's where I knew him yep, from. Teaching uh, Tim oh. how to catch a Pokemon. <laughs> I really love the opening of this movie and I love Justice Smith's character in general because I thought this was a great avenue to kind of get the audience into the Pokemon world because everyone around you in the real world that we live in you know might be Pokemon fanatics but you know I'm kind of looking at this movie from through the eyes of my wife my wife doesn't play Pokemon Go she didn't play these games growing up she knows what a Pikachu is she's familiar like if she looks at like a drawing of a Pokemon she could probably say hey that's probably a Pokemon so when we got out of the theater I asked her what she thought and she's like yeah I had a good time in the movie you know wasn't head over heels for it but you know had a great time so I would say that's a that's a good mark for the film but I think you Justice Smith's character and his story really worked for that type of person in the audience because he doesn't really want anything to do with these Pokemon at the beginning of the movie. He doesn't even—he's not even really sure, like you know, how exactly to catch them. He doesn't really know what's going on. He's just a normal insurance like adjuster. Yeah, uh, and I thought this was a great avenue because as he goes through the film and kind of starts to warm up to Rhyme City and the characters, like he starts to learn a little bit more and connect with them. And I, I started to as well. So I really liked the way that they—they—they they, they kind of built us into the story
1: yeah and they do they ease it into they, they ease you into it a little bit as well because uh this this, this town that we're in rhyme city was not in any games and it's not and it's specifically built not to battle or capture pokemon they all have to be out of a pokeball so it's already felt feels more like a city with pokemon in it rather than you know the standard worlds that you see in the pokemon games so it already yeah.
0: differentiates itself very early on Yeah, and you're already avoiding that really kind of weird conflict that I don't know how they're ever going to explain if they make more of these movies of just like, you're really, you're making these animals just fight each other and we're just supposed to assume that they like it even though they're breathing fire and shooting electricity at them. So kind of when you're in Rhyme City, you kind of, you get to avoid these weird existential questions of what is it to be a Pokemon and everything. So it works works in the context because it kind of seems like you're just in a weird like Star Wars like planet or city, yeah. you know, just with weird aliens working like with humans. So that worked really well. Yeah. Yeah. And, and
1: all the Pokemon uh, who, who pop up, you know, all have a lot of, I guess, personality to them mm-hmm. as well. Like you don't, you don't get to see a lot of like the weirder ones that are like, Oh, there's a Diglett digging in the ground. Why is there not a path behind the Diglett kind of thing or something uh, like that? But like, I, I'm very in, I, I, I can I tell you how proud I am I predicted the end of this movie by a long <laughs> you, shot?
0: You, you did. I was watching through the whole film and then once I started seeing that Mewtwo... Was putting people inside of the Pokemon, so I thought maybe that the consciousnesses were being transferred, but the bodies still maybe existed somewhere. Or I wasn't exactly sure what was going on. But once they disappeared into like that Psyduck, I was like, oh, okay, Chris is definitely right. But then I started to think like they started obscuring, they obscured the dad through the whole movie. But I thought yeah. that was maybe a trick to be like, oh, when you reveal him at the end. You finally get to see him for the first time just like Justice Smith does and, oh, maybe they cast like an A-list actor or something, which they They did, did. but I (laughs) I didn't realize it was going to be so obvious. The only thing that us as an audience just totally has to just put aside and not think too much about or literally ruins the whole movie is – how does he not recognize his dad's voice inside of this Pikachu? Like it doesn't make any sense, but you just have to let that go or you well, can't enjoy the movie.
1: But also he says he hasn't talked to his dad in years. I assume 10 plus years. So I would
0: I would think that's I mean that's the only real avenue you could kind of go down and maybe since he had such a Difficult relationship with his dad. Maybe it kind of skewed it. Yeah. But I mean, like I talked, uh, me and my wife talked about it when we when we left the theater, and uh, she she lost her dad in high school, and she was just like, even if I for some reason didn't remember my dad's voice, which she said she totally does. If she heard it, she would know it instantly right away. So I think you just have to assume maybe but the voice coming out of a Pikachu, maybe it's just too weird for him to make the connection. That,
1: that too, but also he didn't necessarily want to remember his dad I, at the same point. He wanted to remember his mom who he, yeah. loves, but he was. I like, guess
0: you could, ju- you could just lean on that psychological inflection yeah. point but of why it doesn't work. Well, for a minute I got concerned I was
1: wrong because when everyone merges with their Pokemon, none of them talk. Except in, oh, yeah. in the regular Pokemon's voice, except mm-hmm. for Pikachu.
0: I guess that's a Mewtwo power that he can yeah. bestow. Be like, hey, you got to bring the sun, but uh, you should probably speak English to make this a lot easier, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and there was, there was. Uh, I mean, all,
1: all in all, it felt like an anime brought to life. Probably one of the best animes brought to life, live action,
0: <laughs> as well. Yeah, and... I like the set decoration a lot because since you're talking about bringing kind of that uh, that, uh, that Eastern influence into it, it was this kind of interesting mixture of um, kind of like uh, the Pokemon world. Like all the vehicles kind of had that uh, small kind of like Asian influence to it, but it was like a metropolitan city, but not too far in either direction. So it did kind of feel like a unique world. Yeah, it, it,
1: and, and very much so. And, and no matter where they went, it, it felt like, you know, like Rhyme City had, like, the different subsections. The underwater, or not underwater, the underground Pokemon battling uh, was, was interesting uh, for sure. I, I mean, there was a, there was a lot to, to love about it. Even the, 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 where Mewtwo was captured, that little building felt really mm-hmm. interesting with all the test Pokemon, especially the mountain size. uh whatever they're called. I can't get the name of the Pokemon actually, but like
0: Ter Torta or, or, or uh, Torteras, Torteras.
1: That's right. Yeah. Uh, there was just a lot of visually fun things in this movie to make it like, like even I'm looking in the background for everything. Literally when I was, when I was watching this, I'm like, Oh, there's something back there. There's a, there's a Voltic or, or Joltic or whatever this Pokemon is like here and there. It was really fun. Yeah.
0: yeah he would just like a, uh, a character would walk into like a cafe or a restaurant and there was just like this cool kind of like Pidgey, like neon yeah. sign on the side of the building. I was like, I, I love this like set decoration. This is really cool. Like most of the time uh that stuff doesn't really draw me in too much, but I was like, there's a lot of merch here. There's a lot of merchandising opportunities of like, yeah, maybe I do want poke maybe I do want Pikachu ears on my headboard.
1: Yeah. And they they <laughs> I walked into uh I think it was Target the other day and they have a little box of specifically the Pokemon in this movie you could buy plushies of.
0: Well, okay. Like
1: the snubble and and like the detective snubble, the little pink <laughs> angry dog. I
0: I thought it was kind of cheesy, but I, I I enjoyed it at the same time. Of those uh those Sonic Pokemon that were beatboxing. Oh yeah. I yeah. don't. Um, is what they're called. Yeah. It. I was like, this is. I was like, this is kind of creative. Like, I don't know if their Pokedex entry like says that they can beatbox, but if they don't, I, I just thought it was like a a clever thing to be like, yeah, screw it, they can beatbox. And uh, and they definitely didn't uh, shy away from the Pokedex entries because the um, the Cubone at the very beginning of the movie that was they went right for the dead mom's skull on your head and I was like wow they're really going there. Yeah, what was um,
1: the the Loudreds are known for like being like kind of thing like speaker type Pokemon, and they even when they got uh, introduced to the R substance, which I thought was going to stand for Team Rocket, they they threw me yeah. right there. Uh, they started dubstepping instead of playing like the regular speaker sound, <laughs> which was really was really funny. Um, what, what else? There was um, oh, they they hid the reveal of Bill Nye uh, in this movie very well. Up in Bill Nye would. Was- Bill Nye was in this movie. Not not, not 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 that Bill Nye, the villain Bill Nye, who plays
0: the 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 guy who wants to control Mewtwo. Oh, I see the 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 twist between the two sons at the end.
1: Yeah, they, I'm like, oh, and as soon as I'm like, oh, he's the bad guy. He is he is going to be doing something. So, um, the, yeah, that once you see him, you're like, oh
0: yeah, he's definitely the bad guy. And this son was a, a ditto the whole time. Oh my god, those ditto scenes were hilariously terrifying, <laughs> with the, the, <laughs> the little s- black beady eyes. <laughs> oh it was so great and it was like and it really worked they kind of showed it uh just offhand of a ditto just turning into a guy to push his wheelchair and i was like oh that's just what dittos do i guess they're just kind of like service i guess they're all service animals really if you think about it uh but yeah that was clever to kind of bring that up but yeah i just it was this movie was just fun i just had a fun time watching it they never went too far in like one direction Mm -hmm. where i was just kind of like turned off by where they were going um I, I really loved. Uh, I really loved two Pokemon in general. Uh, Psyduck was great, just because I, it, Psyduck felt like he was kind of ripped from the anime. Like he's always just kind of freaking crazy, just running around. But they turned him to eleven in this movie, where he was just like, "Don't freak him out! Don't freak him out!" And yeah. when Pikachu was sitting in the uh, car seat, rubbing his feet, I was like, "Oh god, I'm I'm loving everything about this right now. It's too funny." Don't get a headache. Don't
1: uh, get a headache. Oh, this is a perfect time to get a headache.
0: Yeah, and then the Mr. Mime scene i had i can't imagine uh what they were thinking when they were like let's mime gasoline because when he started pouring something on him i was like wait a minute what is he what is he doing i was first i thought oh he's just gonna like splash a bucket of water on him just to kind of like wake him up i was like no that is a gasoline motion and i was like how did this kind of seems like one of those things where like you write way past far what you think you can get away with, just so it gets cut back to something that you can still keep, and I was like, I'm so glad that that scene was left in there, because yes it's not real, it's not happening, so they can get away with it, it was so hilarious and then when he accidentally dropped the fake match and the scene just cut it was just perfect, I love that type of humor, so props to who was ever coming up with these jokes, I don't know if it was all in the screenplay from the very beginning but um, I hope I get more of that in the next Pokemon movie.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean that went that scene went dark real fast uh, as, mm-hmm. as well. So that was that was fun, and you know they didn't re- really rely on Pikachu doing a lot of his electrical attacks to solve everything uh, because mm-hmm. he didn't know how to use them until like maybe the end of the movie uh, when he, he was uh, rubbing his little red dots on his cheeks there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think I think it was fun, and you know I I will I want to see more. I. I want to see more of the world of Pokemon, maybe some lore, some history in it a little bit more, uh, because they kind of tease that with, like, the Egyptian glyphs and drawings of the Pokemon. Yeah,
0: and he had... Uh, the the Big Bad had statues of some legendaries yeah. in his office, which I don't know what generation those were. I think I stopped playing Pokemon maybe after the third or fourth generation, because it goes, it goes red-blue, mm-hmm. and it goes silver-gold, yes. and then is it... R- What's it, Ruby it Sapphire, Sapphire, which was Game Boy Advance, yep. and what was after Ruby Sapphire? That's
1: Diamond and Pearl. Uh, was the fourth generation that started with the DS? Uh-oh. Okay,
0: so I didn't play it on the DS. So I only, I only really went hardcore those first three gens. I mean, I went hard at those gens mm-hmm. for sure, but that's kind of where I cut off. So, but those did f- remind me of. Um, of legendaries probably because i saw them in smash brothers
1: well they are and, and those were um i think that diamond and pearl uh, legendaries arceus uh dialga and polkia which are in pokemon go which i play regularly as everybody mm-hmm. knows so um yeah I, I i mean this has been this has been a great movie i don't know how else to go on about this movie it was a great movie there was a lot to it and you know i i like i said i've seen it though but that's that's the thing i don't know if i need to revisit it mike how, how do you feel about
0: revisiting it well, most of the time I don't usually revisit movies because there's just so much out there to watch. So, uh, I mean, John Wick's coming up. I got to go watch that. So it's not like I'm going to be running back to the theater. Uh, oh, yeah. But yeah, I'd be curious to see if uh, if like a, a home release would have any like extras involved. Like this 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 screams kind of like a film that might have like a little uh, short film
1: mm-hmm. attached
0: to it, maybe on the Blu-ray release, maybe like Psyduck's Adventure, like going out to grab lunch or something like that. I'd love to watch something like that, but... Um, I mean, honestly, I was kind of surprised at the ending. I mean, I guess technically Ryan Reynolds is old enough to have a son as old as Justice Smith. You know, there is a possibility. They never really alluded at that in the movie and they never said like, I guess I don't know how old Ryan Reynolds is. I, I can't do all the well, math in my head. And, and you but know I was expect- they they aged him up a little bit at the end. It looked like. Yeah, they definitely made sure, like, hey, grow as much facial hair as you can and before we have to put a camera on you. We're going to see how it make it work. And I guess it made sense. I mean, it was Ryan Reynolds' voice. That's what I was really curious about. Once I started to lean towards the idea that, oh, his dad is inside of the Pikachu, I was like, well, how are they going to explain the voice? You know, I guess since Pikachu was the only one talking, maybe just if Pikachus could talk, they would all sound like Ryan Reynolds. And when the dad comes out, it's just going to be a totally different person. But it was Ryan Reynolds, and I was like... Okay, I guess that's fine, but then my brain starts going to franchise sequels, more iterations, and I'm just like, I really want more talking Pikachu. That was like, if I had to distill it to my favorite thing in the movie, that was it. I loved Pikachu, just drinking coffee, just being silly, making funny jokes about other Pokemon. Like, I want more of that. So, if there's a sequel, how do you. How do you get how do you get that working? You know, how do you get that happening again? Like, do you suck Ryan Reynolds back into Pikachu, or maybe somehow like Mewtwo just swings by their by their apartment and does some more voodoo magic, and now he can talk again? I'm just kind of a little sad that maybe we don't get any more of that. Maybe that's just gone and to the wayside, and that's a little bit of a bummer because I'd love to see more of that.
1: Yeah, I agree. Like, how do you, how do you recapture this magic again after everything has quote, quote been put
0: back at the end of it? Yeah, it almost seems 100% essential in a Pokemon movie to have a Pokemon talk because it gives them a little bit more agency. We can kind of empathize with them a little bit more. Uh, but now it makes me think if they end up doing like an Ash Ketchum movie, maybe they're not going to talk, which is going to be a bubber I want them to talk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, you need that thing. But I mean,
1: I guess if they go with the anime version and not the uh, manga version, they do have the Meowth as the the talking point if they yeah, wanted to go true. that route but i mean yeah how, how do you how do you go from here where do you go from here uh there was a second detective pikachu game that followed mm-hmm. i think it was like last year 2018 even um so you know there's definitely more stories they can fall into i think if, i don't think it's the same game it might be but uh yeah i'd, I'd like to see more pokemon movies with this the style and these worlds built out because it was really really fun and, uh, and again, I love that they don't take themselves seriously at all. Like hardly anyone takes themselves seriously in this movie. Uh, mm-hmm. They they know it's a little. Yes, we have Pokemon, and it's a little weird. The guy was like, "Oh look, my 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 coat's even like electrified. Like, who's gonna fix my coat?" The guy who had the Charizard in the the party? Oh firing. yeah, yeah.
0: So yeah, it was just it was all very silly, kind of campy. Uh, And I I would like more of it Like it's it's lighthearted enough to where you can kind of just look by Kind of a little bit of the sloppy mystery Like it wasn't the greatest mystery in the world But it was just enough to kind of get you on the hook To kind of curious what's happening But I was like okay how many times are we going to revisit this car crash I, I feel like we've seen it four times in the movie now And, um, we haven't seen a corpse or a dead body, so no one really thinks he's dead. So I thought the bigger mystery was where his, where is his body? Where does it reside? So, um, yeah, so we'll see, I guess we'll see what happens. There's a lot on the horizon for Pokemon, uh, going forward. I think there's a lot of box office dollars to be mined in the future. And also, I mean, this now set that bar for Sonic
1: that much higher,
0: uh, mm-hmm. Anything
1: adapting from the '90s, anything animated or, or video game that needs to be that look a certain way, you know. Before this movie came out, you're like, okay, maybe they did nail it, maybe they didn't. But now after watching, like, yes, they did. They nailed all of them that they put in there. Uh, and there were a couple bad lighting scenarios that didn't look right, but yeah, you know, I can forgive them here or there. Uh, but you know, Sonic, which played before Pokemon, and everybody laughed
0: when it oh. played. Um, mine mine was a totally different experience. I was going to say we had that trailer too and only grown adults care about what Sonic looks like because once the Sonic trailer started, there were some kids walking to the theater and they just started going, Sonic, 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 Sonic. Oh my God, it's Sonic, Sonic. Yeah. And they were just freaking out and they were laughing during the whole trailer and I was like, okay, I guess it's just the people that grew up with Sonic would really prefer him to look like Sonic the Hedgehog. So, yeah. oh gosh. <laughs> well, I mean, also,
1: I mean, I mean, thinking of when we were kids and how we, how, intense, we thought, you know, Game Boy graphics were compared to what mm. they are now. Yeah, so, I, yeah, we all have an idea of what it should look like. But, I mean, this sets that bar pretty high for uh video game to real life uh visuals. I mean, we watch, once watched Pixels together and ter- talking <laughs> about video games to real life, and that was awful. That was Yikes. a travesty. <laughs> so, um, yeah, really, really excited to see where this goes and hopefully, like you said, it has some legs in the box office despite literally everything else coming out in the next couple weeks. So, um. Yeah, I think it's a good time,
0: Mike. Yeah, people- we should. Uh, yeah. we should. Uh, keep an eye on the the Chinese box office overseas because I thought this was gonna do gangbusters over over there, and it's been a, a little low reception. I don't know if there's something strange going well, on over in China, I, but uh, it's a little low. Yeah, I don't know
1: because this is technically a Japanese property and not a Chinese property. Is there some sort of cultural difference here? Because we don't even have an opening weekend number for for China right now, so.
0: Yeah, I guess I I guess I shouldn't just be naive and, uh, and assume they're the same, but um, I don't know. Yeah, all right. Well, Mike, if people want to know what Pokemon you're catching. What, what's your rock, and where can they find you at? Well, I am always first going to try to my best to get a Dragonite. I was oh, man, I just want a Pokemon move with a Dragonite in it because that is my favorite Pokemon. So you can find me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram and Twitter, and you can read my web comics at PickledComics.com. Chris, if people want to find out uh, what your Pokemon sounds like. Where can they find
1: you? Uh, you can find me uh, on Twitter Valdan V A L D A N or Instagram Valdan eighty seven. And mine uh, was actually always far fetched. I don't know why I always liked far fetched from the you just operations. like
0: you just like you just like the leak that he carries around. I do because it he, makes, ha- he guess, likes
1: his accessories <laughs> exactly. I was like, what the hell is this little bird doing with this little celery stalk? I, I don't know. He must be interesting. Kn- Tell me all your secrets, bird. <laughs>
0: you know, a Valdan kind of sounds
1: like a Pokemon. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like close close cousin to a Scyther or a Pinsir. Uh, okay. At the end of the day. But uh yeah, anyway, you can find me there. Head over to Comic UI. If people want to know more about our shows. This is a review episode and our weekly news episode that we're about to record. Where can people find those at?
0: Well, as always, all you got to do is visit SuperheroSlate.com. That's where you're going to find all the resources for the show. So, if you want to subscribe, we got all the subscribe points up there. If you want to check out our upcoming release calendar, which apparently I need to look at, uh, we have a nice text calendar there where you don't have to worry about any ads or pop ups or a thousand images or a gallery loading. Just a nice itemized list of all the movies that we are personally going to see this summer and review. Uh and you can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and the Gram, and you can get merch at slash store We love hearing from you. What did you think about Detective Pikachu? Mm-hmm. Do you want to see do you want to see more of these movies? Do you specifically just want to see more Ryan Reynolds cuz we all love that guy so very very much? Um, you know, we just want to hear from you. Reach out. Uh, we love you. We love our super fans. If you want to be a super fan of the show, all you got to do is share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, and we will be here every week. And you got to stay subscribed because we about to talk about the news.
1: That's right. It's a big news week. We're gonna love it every week. Is big news week. This one's just bigger than others. So we will catch you guys there. We'll see you then. Yeah. All right. Bye.
0: Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. All right, well, we'll do 2.30. That's when Mike goes to the dentist. (laughs) No, it's 7.45 in the morning.